NFL Nation. We're here. The first ever NFL DraftCast. NFL is back. The fall is here. We are pumped. I am here with my two favorite co-hosts, Jason Mizrahi. Dave, you know, I don't really know how to pronounce your last name. Help us out. How do you pronounce your last name? It's Gleckner. Gleckner. Yeah. You've seen us already for the college show last week. And now we're coming giving you the NFL picks for the first week one of the NFL. It's going to be a big week. I'm super excited to dive in. Uh, we're going to skip over for tonight, for the most part, the Bills-Rams game, because that's Thursday night. That's not going to be on the main slate. An exciting game. It should be explosive. Tonight we're going to focus on the main slate. A ton of games to go through. Before we do so, Jason, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Other than being super sick, uh, doing pretty good. Other than Mets losing, pretty good. Um, so I'm ready for the ML- NFL season. MLB is getting, uh, you know, in the dog days of summer, you know, fall time right now. Mets aren't looking so good the last couple of days. So excited about NFL week one. Excited to see uh, sticks, picks, projection models up on the site for week one. Already started hammering some props. Allen Robinson, Nico Collins got some good numbers on them. We're going to be giving out uh, props throughout the show. Um, a lot of DFS plays. So excited. And obviously, you see the promo up top. We got a $5.99 per week special and also promo code WINBIG to get you a free week to lock in with us at windailysports.com. So excited about that. Get everybody in the expert chat. We did our 14-team uh, season-long draft last night. Dave sniped me on a couple of picks, so I'll make sure to <laughs> snipe him on a couple of picks yeah. tonight, man. And for those of you who don't know, we this draft cast concept, we do it with the golf. Uh, we're bringing it over to the NFL. I'll break it down in more detail in a minute. Before I do so, Dave, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I can't wait. I'm so excited to be part of this crew, be part of this team, and have a little fun because we're doing what we love and what everybody else loves. Football's king, right? And we're about to lay out the week one NFL DFS slate, have our own little fun with it, but also give you value at the same time. So, Joe, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I will say, um, don't love the colors that you're wearing right now uh, as a Giants fan. Oh, there you go. We're going to struggle you go. with you guys on the field <laughs> this year, so I'll make up for it without drafting you each week and making sure we get our win right. over here on the draft cast. Uh, but for those of you who are unaware, the draft cast is something we've started uh, on the Golf PGA show where instead of just going through every position or every team and picking the players we like, we're actually going to have a draft, right? Snake draft like you would your fantasy draft for your season-long team. We're going to do it for Daily Fantasy. The concept is you have to stay within salary. So you can't just take all the best players for your team. You have to build a real DraftKings roster through the draft uh, that you can actually afford and play on a Sunday. Uh, So we also can't overlap, right? So if there's a value guy that's an obvious smash that everyone wants to play, he's probably going to go early, right? So you draft him accordingly within the draft cast. Uh, week one is just going to be the three of us drafting as the season goes on. We are going to incorporate the audience as we do. We're going to bring on guests. We'll be drafting a fourth spot. So be accustomed to this being a four-man draft most weeks. Give you a couple more players that we'll go through and talk about. But for tonight, we're going to go a three-headed draft for the opening slate. Um, And we also, as Jason said, we're going to go through some uh, props. We're going to talk about some bets, some – some winners that we like. So keep your, keep your ears open. We'll go through maybe some of the props and things like that as we draft, and, and maybe we'll add a few um, game bets at the end as well. Before we get into the draft and tee that up, is there anything in particular this week that you guys want to 
highlight heading into week one? Uh, bankroll management is a big key, man. Like you're you're starting a week. I know you want to get excited. There might even be some overlay to be had, but you know, plan out your bankroll so you're still fighting and surviving. You know, week 12, week 13, week 14 is a long season. And, you know, week one, you know, like I said, if there's some overlay out there, you can attack and be a little bit aggressive. Um, but if there's not, you know, be reserved and make sure you stay within your bankroll and you don't, you know, throw all your money at week one because there's a lot of questions going into week one. Um, there will be some opportunities, but definitely a lot of questions. So bankroll management is a key. You know, know what game you're playing. Contest selection is so huge. You know, single entries is where you really want to focus a lot of your, you know, your tournament plays in, not just throwing all your money at the million maker. And then for your double ups, you want to try to go to single entry, big field double ups. I think that's the best way to go or post, you know, dollar or two dollar head to head or cash games also would be, you know, good expected value back to you. So contest selection, bankroll management is a smart way to go and know what you're playing. You're playing cash games. You know, there's going to be certain guys you're going to need to lock in. If you're playing GPPs, don't play all the chalky guys because you're trying to take down a million make or something like that. It's almost impossible, but it's definitely impossible if you're playing everybody who's 30, 40, 50% on. That's for sure. So those are my words of advice. Obviously, check out our tools at WinDaily. Lineup Optimizer is live. Uh, projection models, player prop models will be live shortly as well. Articles will be flowing out every single day this week. So check out the articles and definitely hop in our expert chat. And we'll do another Sunday live stream before Sunday morning because I'm sure week one, there's going to be a lot of news trickling in where, say, you know, J.K. Dobbins doesn't play and Mike Davis is going to be the starter, you know, versus the Jets. You might want to get some Mike Davis as much as that sounds disgusting right now. It might sound good Sunday morning when he's close to minimum salary going into week one. Totally. I totally agree. Uh, and the other thing to keep in mind with week one is there's still so many more unknowns, right? By week six, seven, we'll know what teams are getting beat by tight ends every week and who we want to attack. Like, you're not going to know that week one. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. To me, that just means more GPPs, right? a little bit more randomness than, than you know, when I, I'll play more cash when I know more. But how about you, Dave? How are you cautioning us for week one? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, the typical strategy, like Jay said, on the, other, on the flip side, you know, you all know you play MLB as a stack game. Um NFL gets into a little bit of stat concept too. Definitely, if you're looking quarterback receiver, you got to pair those two up. You got to have a right area, and if you can double up on those, um, it's key. You don't want to take two or three receivers from the same team, but you really got to hit on the one in the quarterback. And like you guys said, week one, a lot of unknowns out there, right? So I'm using a little bit of what teams were last year based on some of their adjustments and trying to play that a little bit. We knew the Lions couldn't stop the run. We knew the Texans couldn't stop the run. They haven't got that much better. A couple draft picks here and there, they're still going to be not as good. So we're going to try and attack certain areas that were trends from last season. Totally. And that's the best insight we can do, right? Usually teams have the same schemes. So those schemes are, are susceptible to certain play tire, player types and things like that. Uh, and the, all the information you can get right now for – $5.99 a week? Ooh, free, free. Yeah. You don't even have to pay the $5.99 week one. Just use promo code WINBIG. You lock in for free. So no risk there. You don't, you know, that's that's best bankroll management possible. Get the chips in for free. So even better, Joel. So, yeah, we're giving out, man. We're giving out ways to come in and talk to us in our, in our Discord chat. And, you know, if you got season-long questions as well, we're here to help you with that as well. Obviously, uh, this is a no-brainer for right now. Go ahead, get signed up. 
But if you want to see <laughs> He's in Secret. Vegas right now. Actually, he's packing, he's packing hair products right now for his trips to Vegas. He's going to Vegas tomorrow. So the hair products, the comb, the brush, it's all being pushed into the luggage right now. One day this season, see, it will be a guest drafter. Oh, for we sure. Will. We will for get sure. We'll get all the insights from all, all the the ringers and the great hair that Sia brings. But uh, <laughs> for tonight, we are going to have that inaugural first ever NFL draft guest. I'm super pumped. We do have a draft board ready for tonight for our three-headed draft. Again, I will reiterate the rules as we get this up. It's going to be stake style, one through three, and then three picks first in the second round back in front. You have to stay within salary for the uh, for you to build a real DraftKings lineup. Um, and I'll let you guys, we'll, we'll decide as a team, you know, do we want this to be conceptually lineups that we're going to build for GPPs? Are these going to be for single entry, for cash games? GPPs, man. Right? We're going with GPPs. Well, we, want to take we want to take something big down, man. Definitely GPPs. So that doesn't mean, right, we're going to play GPPs. That doesn't mean that all the high-owned guys we're not going to play. All that means is if you're going to play one of the really high-owned guys, you got to balance out your roster, right? That means some mm-hmm. of your other guys have to be low-owned, so you don't have all the chalk. But you can still enter a chalky player or two in a GPP. Just make sure you balance it out with the rest of your roster. So um, without further ado, Dave, if you don't mind bringing up the draft board. Let's give it a spin here, see how she looks, and then we can hopefully start with some fun. It's up. Uh-oh. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. Cutting Joel's face up for a second. All right, we're good. We're good. You know, they're a little lag in the XL, but we're here. We're here, and we're ready to go. So, Joel, who should go first? So, Dave, you're going to pick first. Then I will pick second. Jason, you'll have two, and we'll go okay. back. We'll build out our full squad here. Make sure you're keeping an eye on your salary. Obviously, draft intelligently so that you don't run out of money at the end, because if you do, your team's going to be disqualified. Uh, with that being said, Dave, <coughs> with the first pick in the inaugural NFL Draftcast, you were on the clock. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm, I'm taking Jalen Hurts right now. <laughs> why? You know, I wanted a little drama. You know, they lead up with something, but you are dead right, Jay. I'm going Jalen Hurts at the 6800K going against the Detroit Lions. How could I not? I think he's the best value on the board from a quarterback perspective. Last year, he was number six. Overall, in quarterbacks in DraftKings, um, and now he's going up against a defense that is just pretty much a sieve. You know, they have a good defensive front with Hutchinson there now, but Hurts is the factor there, right? He can run away from that. Um, I think he's the best value from a quarterback. I'll take him 6,800, plug him in, and away we go. Jalen Hurts with the first overall pick ever on the DraftCast. Feel some sort of way about that as a Giants fan, but uh, <laughs> and I don't love him as a player, but I love him as a fantasy option. That's fair. I agree with that. I actually don't love yeah. him as a player either, but he is good in fantasy. He gets a lot of yards of the legs. They got a good offense. They got a good offensive line. Um, you know, I think I'm. I feel either way with him this week. I think it could be a really good smash spot for him against the Lions team that has a lot of question marks. I do think the Lions are going to be a little bit improved, and I think they may be a little better than people are giving them credit for. But we'll see. I mean, week one, I do think the Eagles are going to be a really good team this year. So I think this could be a good spot, especially at a good price for, for Hurts here. All right. So I guess All it's right. you. 
I'll go next. So my strategy week one, there's a lot of gains on this slate, right? Obviously, there's no bye weeks this week. There's just a lot of options to choose from. Um, and so with that being said, my strategy is to really target some of the more explosive games, the obvious ones, right? The ones that, you know, it seems maybe it's the Arizona <laughs> game or the Oakland-San uh, Diego game. So I think it was a really glaring value play at wide receiver with Juju Smith-Schuster, who looks to be the number one receiver with Pat Mahomes and against an Arizona team who is known last year to be really good against tight ends. I don't know if they still will be this year, but if that carries over and they can take Kelsey out, I need some of those receivers to make plays. I think the best bet to do so is Juju Smith-Schuster at 5,200. I think I'm getting a really good value uh, at that price. I love nice it. little, nice little play there, man. That's a good value. Taking the value off the board early, pretty smart by you. Ah, this is something. Ooh, let's see what I'm gonna do here, man. I don't know where to go, man. There's, there's some strategy that goes into this now, um, with the way things are playing out um, already. I'm gonna go. I'll stay in that game, and I'm gonna go and give this guy a shot. Could come back to Birmingham. We're talking GPPs here. I think a lot of people are going to go to the passing game in that game in KC. But let me go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 5,400. Get some value out of the running back spot. Similar to what Joel said, look, I want to get, you know, access to these high-scoring games. Give me an opportunity to go out there and get some value. He'll probably be the lowest owner of the pieces in Kansas City. People are going to flock to Kelsey, probably Juju. Uh, Clyde will probably be the cheapest guy out there. So I'm going to go with Clyde and then – not sure who I'm going to run it back with yet if I go to that game, but I'm going to hope that this guy's going to be somewhat slept on a little bit. And I'm going to go with Devontae Adams with my uh, top wide receiver right now. Hope, hoping that Darren Waller sits by the time Sunday comes around and that becomes even a stronger pick. But check out news on Waller. You know, if Waller is out, I, I do like Renfro as well. I'll give a bump to Adams as well. I think he plays, but as of right now, it could be – I don't know. What, what do you guys have it at? Have you heard anything on Waller as of late? Um, last I heard, might be out week one, but probably leaning more towards playing. Yeah, he he, he was going to practice tomorrow, they're saying, um, but it's hamstring, right? So I, I, I don't know, but this team's got a lot of hype behind him, and I think if he's any 80%, 90%, he's playing. Okay. But at the same time, even if he plays, right, I don't know how involved he's be. Is he going to be a decoy or are yep. they going to be heavily involved in the game plan, right? So, uh, you know, almost having him playing as a decoy is probably, I think, would probably be best case for, for Adams here because, you know, at least maybe take some of the coverage off of him and still get the ball plenty. I like the pick there. Um, all right. So for me, I'm going to, tr- I'm trying my, my ideas. I want to be as balanced as I can this week. I think you can build a roster full of guys who are going to be really well. I don't really see any of the higher price guys in a super big smash spot week one. So I I think we can find a lot of balance uh, and build out a pretty well-rounded roster. Um, So my next pick is going to be Rashad Bateman. The Mm -hmm. reason behind it is – the Jets stink, and I want to target the Jets, especially they're going to score a lot of points, and there's so many question marks around their running game right now with, uh, you know, we don't know if J.K. Dobbins is healthy, like we mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, we might be, wait, might be Mike Davis kind of leading their backfield this week, which, you know, 
he's not the sexiest thing in the world. So somebody's going to score, right? I think the two obvious choices are Bateman and and Mark Andrews. And um, I think at this price, you know, again, 5,300, I think Baseman could be in a smash position here against this Jets team. So I like the value here. I think it's great. I think Bateman is going to be really good this year. I think he's worth somewhere in the fourth round in a lot of drafts. And I, I like the this week is probably the cheapest you'll see him all year. And you're right. I mean, I'm not sure if Sauce is playing. And that even if he does, it's a new cornerback. So it's a good pick. I, I really like it. And you know what Lamar is playing for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Lamar, and that, you know, I don't, the narrative is going to be, you know, are they even going to, he's going to look to pad his stats, right? Regardless, you know, they're not going to let him, you know, just kind of knee the ball. He's going to be going out there, even if they're winning by a lot and throwing touchdowns and doing things that will be fantasy friendly because of the contract. Yep. All right. You guys got me because I'm, I'm torn on this next one, but I'm going to take a chance here. And a guy that is also a little bit questionable with a hamstring, I think provides, Excellent value, and that's Eli Mitchell out of San Francisco. I just think get it again, man. Sniping picks again, Dave. I already oh, put it in my DraftKings lineup here. I got now. I got to rearrange my lineup because of you, man. Look at you. I, I I might even put that one in bold for you, but um, <laughs> you know, I, you guys all know it. I mean, the guy is a he just is a downhill runner, runs hard, and that zone blocking run scheme that Shanahan likes to run versus a weak Bears defensive front. Um, I think this is a dream matchup. The only concern here is injury. They've already cut Trey Sermon. Um, it's Eli's job. So if we can get Eli running here, I, I think that we, we post some potential for a great day out of Eli. So I'll take him. And then going deeper, this is where it gets, you know, a little bit tricky. But I'm going to stick with another value matchup, and that's Antonio Gibson. Um as Joel is building a lineup here as well, more balanced, I think spending money at this range um, makes a lot of sense where I can probably pay up for receivers later. Jacksonville was the worst against the run, second worst um, last year. And, you know, unfortunately, Gibson's biggest threat, he's on crutches right now. Um, you know, McKissick will get a little bit, but um, I think Gibson could have a big game against Jacksonville. You're right. I think people might be overlooking him a little bit because it seems like he lost the the battle position battle in camp. There was he was just the arrow pointing down on him all kind of summer long, and then people are kind of just forgetting like, well, the competition's gone now. It's his job. He, they kind of lost it, and he's going to get a lot of So I think he is a nice sneaky play here at that price. Um. All right, I'm going to make a big homer pick here. Uh, you know, you did it with your first pick with Jalen Hurts. And not just making home rec. I listen, I'm obviously a giant fan, but I do think he's a good pick. I think they underpriced him a little bit this week in Saquon Barkley. At sixty one hundred, listen, he is the he is the Giants offense. They're gonna get him as many touches as he can get. I do think the Giants are gonna have an improved offensive line with maybe some more holes for him to run through. It's not an easy matchup. This is gonna be a the the Tennessee's got a tough front seven. They can stop the run, but Saquon is not limited to just running the ball. They're gonna be throwing the ball in the backfield, they'll get plenty of touches. Um, at 6,100, I think he's in the upper echelon of backs. So it's just a big discount for him. I'm going to stop putting players in my DraftKings on him because you guys keep taking them. <laughs> so I, I, I had I had both those dudes locked in. So just to avoid the potential stealing of the Giants defense, I kind of like the Giants defense. So I'm going to go there, 2,300. That opens some stuff up for you. 
look, I'm never really the type of guy that's going to pay up for defenses. There's so much variance when it comes to defense. Obviously, you know, Baltimore looks pretty good against the Jets. You got the Colts versus Houston, San Fran versus Shy, but um, you got Cleveland versus Carolina should be fun. Um, Saints versus Atlanta, some good defenses out there, but Tennessee doesn't really scare me if you stop Derrick Henry. Um, I think there's a potential where the Giants look good at times defensively. At times, Joe, I don't know. You kind of like not not remembering too many good games out of the Giants <laughs> defense, but like at times they played all right. So, you know, it's it's Tannehill, it's Derrick Henry. If you can stop Derrick Henry, you should be all right. And then the other guy I'm gonna go with is Michael Pittman, 5,500. Damn, John the Taylor is not right. scoring. You got me. Yeah, at least I got somebody here. At least <laughs> yeah. I got someone back. Um, if, if it's not Jonathan Taylor scoring, and I think a lot of people are going to be playing Jonathan Taylor, they see the Houston matchup. It's some good leverage, too. You know, I, I think Pittman is good leverage over the field potentially. I want to see what his ownership comes in when we get closer to Sunday. You know, it's too early to tell how high of owned he is. Our optimizer is currently saying Pittman probably be around 15%, 17%. It's a large slate. Not really worried about it too much. Um, Saquon is coming in around 17, 18% too. So it's okay. Not really worried about it. So I'll go Pittman at wide receiver and then the Giants D to open up some salary. All right. You're looking good. You still have 28,000 left for five spots there, right? So average almost 5,500. So looking good as we roll over Joel with your 33,000 pot still left. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm feeling good about my, my salary left, and I'm actually going to do something I rarely do, but uh, I'm, I usually like my my strategy, especially in GPPs, is typically to go cheap QB and find a smash spot where they have mm-hmm. a big day. But that's not what I'm going to do today. I'm going to lean in on the Jets stinking. If I already have this top pass catcher, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson, the man looking to get paid, and a smash opportunity against the Jets team. I just don't believe in. Um, I think this is a good spot for him. I think he can do some damage with his legs. I think he'll, you know, I like the fact for Lamar that their running back situation is not looking good because then there's just more opportunity for him to get to play himself. And I like what you did there with Lamar to Bateman. Um, you know, that's kind of what we talked about as a concept earlier. You don't always have to stack them, right? But, you know, in that situation, I think against the Jets team, I think it's really a good strategy there. Um, man. You guys really put some good ones up there. And um, I'm going to go with one of my cheaper options at receiver that I think has a lot of value, especially you named it earlier, Jay, in a high-scoring game. I'm going to go Rondale Moore from Arizona. I just think, you know, it's got to be – they've already said they got to get more creative with Rondale Moore. He was such a Swiss Army knife at Purdue. Um, we're going to see him more in the backfield. And, you know, we got to fade out this A.J. Green era – and get me some more Rondell Moore. And at $4,000 versus the Chiefs, I think we could have an exciting, exciting day with Rondell Moore. That could work, man. That can work. Who's up next? Is it back to is it guess, me or, or is it you got a double pick here? I got a double. And, you know, a lot of, you know, there's a few out there. Some of your Giants guys. But it looks like I have a decent amount of money. I have 28000 left for my last four And with that, I'm going to go one more cheaper option, and I'm going to take Irv Smith at tight end. Jay, I took him in the draft last night. um, I like that play. At 3,400, this kid's out of Alabama. Some forget he got hurt um, after his rookie season. and um, But he had a last, I think, six or eight games last year 
he was right there in targets and production with Dallas Goddard. And if I, if you're saying that name, Dallas Goddard's a lot more expensive, Irv Smith at 3,400. We could get a breakout here, especially in a game against Green Bay, where I do expect some points um, in that NFC North matchup. Works All right, for me, man. Joe, it's up to you, right? I like it. I like it. All right. I'm actually going to stick with that receiver on the same team that you picked from. I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown. Um, And, you know, the the narrative with Hollywood is, you know, he played in college with Kyler. They don't have Hopkins. So without Hopkins, there's going to be more targets to go around. Thinking, you know, they might try and get him the ball, feed him early, get that report going. So another game that should be back and forth, a high scoring game, the games I'm targeting at 6,200. I think that's a good value there. I like it. High scoring game. So I got two picks. I'm going to go. Let's go double running back here. And let's see if I can spike the board here. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. One in a flex, uh, one in an RB2 spot. Mixon, he's the bell cow. Eckler, bell cow. Uh, already got Devonte Adams, so I, I'm building a little game stack of this this Vegas game, you know, Vegas Charger game. I think it's gonna be one of the highest on the board here. So I'm gonna go with uh, Eckler. I don't have to explain much on him. You know, he blew up the Raiders in both his starts last year. Guy should be good for you know five catches, good for at least a touchdown either through the air or from the ground. You know, the guy's just involved, man. PPR is involved. DK is gonna be a great play pretty much every single week. As long as this guy stays healthy and keeps scoring touchdowns, great play. Mixon, another bell cow. Look, I don't mind um, going with three RBs, especially cash games, single entry games. Nice price on Mixon, seventy one hundred. He's one of the few bell cows left against any you know any good defenses, bad defenses. It doesn't really matter. Went for closer fifteen hundred yards last year, eighteen touchdowns. So I think Mixon's a, a good play on any week and Pittsburgh. They should be down, and it should be a lot of the Mixon show, third, fourth quarter, late. So Mixon, Eckler for me, locking up two good running backs. Can't argue. I think that those are probably the two best values. I mean, you could argue maybe C-Mac, but other, of the high-value running backs, those matchups are the best. Good picks. I like Eli Mitchell a little bit better, but uh, he, he already took him off the board, buddy. Hey, my bad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I was planning on taking one of those two guys for this pick, so I've got to pivot. i got to find those. Again, obviously I like those picks. Those are the good game scripts to target, good matchups. So value-wise, I like I love those backs that you took there. So my pivot, those were the guys I was going to go for. So instead, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Uh, I feel like people are kind of falling asleep on him a little bit this year. He tends, He always tends to light up this Atlanta team. It's a division rivalry. This isn't the best. They're pretty weak defense over there in Atlanta. I don't know how how healthy Michael Thomas is, so he should be the featured player in this offense. So getting him a lot of looks in the 7K range still, I think uh, it's a good a good way to round up my running backs here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kamara, and with Winston there now, I, I think not Taysom Hill. Uh, you do get a little bit more um potential for catches out of the backfield too so yeah Kamara I, I like I think he's gonna have a good year again and talking about good years I've left myself some decent salary here with my last four positions one being defense so I can probably spend up now and one of them I'm gonna spend up with what I think probably is the number one receiver in the NFL it's Justin Jefferson um that matchup now, now <laughs> I have two 
Minnesota Viking pass catchers here. So really, I could have probably traded out Hurts for Cousins, but I, I still like this this angle here of trying to attack the Green Bay secondary in a high-scoring game. Last year, Green Bay lost 31-3, I think, to the Saints on opening day. Um, came out slow. I think the Vikings are a real team to deal with, and Jefferson's ready to make a mark. So I'll take him. And then I'm going to have to take an eagle uh, just to pair with Hurts. And I will go with his buddy, um, A.J. Brown, who they brought over in the offseason. I think there's good value here at 6,400. And I think if we could get just one scoring connection, I'm I'm in really good shape going down the road here. So that rounds out seven of my spots. I got 10,000 left. Moving over to Joel, you got 12,300 with three spots left. I do. So I'm in a tough position here. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to round out this time. I also want to make sure I have enough money to make this next pick. So I'm going to just real quick do some math. And that's going to leave me enough. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Najee Harris. Um, I think with their quarterback situation in Pittsburgh, I think they're going to get him the ball early and often, get him as many touches as they can get. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to be able to score. So I think Listen, I don't know what this Pittsburgh offense is going to go post Ben Roethlisberger, but if they can keep pace, right, if they got to get some scores, I think Najee will be involved. So at 6,400, someone who's going to touch the ball as many times as he does, I think you get a good value there. Like it. Especially in a game where you need to score points. Yeah. To keep yeah. up. For sure. So RJ, three picks. Up on- you got 13-4. 13-4. All right. Um Trying to figure out the math here. The math is the equation to figure out here because I can go two different ways here. Oh, man. And the good thing about this is you guys picked your quarterback, so I don't need to pick my quarterback forever. So I'm just going to keep my quarterback there chilling for a little bit. Uh, I need a tight end. I need a wide receiver here. Uh, I was going one way, and I might go a different way. Actually, no, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go – Kadarius Tony at 4,100. Slide him in there. I was going to go a different way uh, and go with Sticks' guy, Nico Collins, but it's just not going to work out for me. Had to make a late pivot. So if you guys want to slide Nico in, I know Sticks hit that prop <laughs> earlier today. Um, these props, man, like if you if you check out the Sharp app or you know hop on Twitter with me and Sticks or hop in our expert chat, these props are coming out. Like, I got Allen Robinson, Joe. I don't know if you, you follow us. Uh, me and Dave were talking or on Sirius. When Allen Robinson came out, his line for Thursday was 56 and a half. In certain spots now, it's up to like 64 and a half, 65 and a half. Everywhere is like 62 and a half and above. And even Nico Collins today opened, I think, at 34 and a half. Within hours, he's at 37 and a half. So if you see these lines early, you can attack them. Um, and we're going to try to help you out as much as possible. The Sharp app allows you to search across every platform uh, pretty damn quickly, and Ghost and our guy William are in the lab with Sticks right now. Uh, while we're doing this fun stuff, they're they're rolling out a player prop model, and they're working on a projection models as well to go out there and find that value for us. But attacking these props early, there's a lot of room there to really hit them nicely. So Nico was a, a hit that he took early. I might still get it. I still like Allen Robinson over 61. I think he goes over 50 in the first half. So I think they're going to pepper him with balls, but got a nice line. So whenever we see any good props out there, we'll definitely let you guys know and definitely hop in the sharp app because like there's a Henderson play that I'm like itching to play on Thursday. 
I think his rush totals, I got what it was i'll look at it i think it's like 27 and a half and i think he goes over that but didn't bet that yet and me and dave are debating let me get your take on this what do you think the over under rush attempt for josh allen is posted as right now joe you got three six and a half rush (laughs) attempts i I thought it was was crazy (laughs) high but then Dave said he kind of likes the over. I, I kind of like the under. I'm like, this guy's really going to run seven times against the Rams? Like, week one? I can see it, though. It's Josh Allen. But I don't know. It just seems crazy high for – he is a running quarterback, but at the same time, he's not like the guy you think who's just going to try to run a game, you know, run the ball down your throat, too. So, thought that was high. I didn't bet it yet. kind of like the under, but don't got the courage to bet the under yet. I think I would take the under there. All right. I, you All know right. – because listen, I'm now you know big braining myself here, but he's still he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Week one, I you would think they don't want him to take that many hits here this week, right? Obviously, in the playoffs, it's different and everything like that. But week one of the season, they might be a little bit more conservative than they will as the year goes on. So that's just my my big braining theory of maybe taking the under there. I agree to that. Do I get a second pick here, or is this is this you do. my pick? You do. All right. So the reason why. The reason why I didn't go Nico Collins, I was debating going with a couple different tight ends. Uh, I was looking at, um, you know, the, the Chargers, Gerald Everett. But I'm going to go with Brevin Jordan here, 3,100. You know, tight ends only really need five to seven points. If they score a touchdown, you're golden. He's 3,100, probably the third option in the pass game. They're probably going to be down a bunch. Indianapolis Colts defense is good. I don't know how much. I think Davis Mills is underrated still. So they're going to be playing from behind most of this game. So I'm going to go with Brevin Jordan here um, at 3,100, um, which leaves me with 6,200 left for my quarterback, which I'll be snagging in the next round. All right. I like it. Brevin Jordan's a, you know, guy that the big target, right? And I, I know he put up a couple sneaky games last year. So I like the pick. I like it as well. Um I have to go value here at tight end so I can afford a defense. And yep. now I got my eyes on Hayden Hurst. Uh, I like Great. I like that Cincinnati offense. I, again, I'm, I'm looking at that game as maybe one that might be able to be a little bit higher scoring than we might think. Um, you know, the focus is obviously going to be on those stud receivers. Word was that he's looked good in camp. So I do think it's a spot at 3,300. It's a pretty good value. He could probably sneak a touchdown in there uh, in that game. If I didn't no, get Mixon, I was looking at him too, man. Good call there, Joe. I like it. I love it. I, I, I saw something on the NFL Live or somewhere today about how much he's <coughs> in the field for other players, and one of those other players is Jamar Chase. So why not just plug him in as my flex? Um, let Hurst open up that field. Let me get some TDs. Now, he wasn't great against Pittsburgh last year, but he did average about 15 points in his two games against them. Um you know, Pittsburgh's got a decent secondary, but I, I think, you know, looking at value that I have left, I think that's the best spot for me to spend it and still have enough money on a decent defense. And I will go with the Philadelphia Eagles here because it's the Lions. And two, they shored up the defensive line and the secondary. They got your boy Bradbury, who's now found a way to play defense, right, after he couldn't play for you guys. Um, I think – you know, I think there's value. If you're looking at defenses, I never like spending for the top D unless it's a dream matchup. Jay, like you said earlier, something that 2,000, 3,000 range I think is ideal. You'll see one of two of those defenses from that low always spike up. 
So why not the Eagles this week? And I'll take them at 3,100. Yep. And now how fun, Joe, how fun would it be if week two we come back on the show and the Eagles lose week one against the Lions? Like that would be, that'd be a great start to the show. I'm not even a Giants fan, but there's so much damn hype around the Eagles, man. Like they could easily win the NFC East. They're easily going to make the playoffs. They're easily going to like somehow, you know, make it a couple games of playoffs. I've heard Super Bowl talk. I've heard they're coming out of the NFC. There is way too much hype. The I only thing that has me against the like against them actually doing well is the stat that I keep on hearing that no team in the NFC East is like repeated, and the Giants are pretty damn bad, and Washington's even worse. So it's like it's kind of like a two and a half horse race. Like if the Giants really play up and Daniel Jones plays well, they got a shot. I think their offense is going to be better than people think, but like the Eagles really just have to beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are already banged up. So it's like. Can the commanders well, really pull it off? I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we before we anoint anyone the champion. Bryce Harper. <laughs> I wasn't. I am a realist. I'm not going to lie. The Giants. It's hard to be too optimistic based on what we've seen last year from the Giants. Like the roster. Offense going to be better though. Here's what I'll say. From what I've heard, the defense has improved too. They got a new defensive coordinator. They've looked good. But my biggest rating factor is for the Giants. If you actually look at the Giants schedule, it is. One of the weaker schedules. That it is. Take they 30. have such a weak schedule that the Giants could fall into eight or nine wins just because they don't play that many good teams. And if that happens and they have some momentum at the end of the year, then kind of anything can happen once they, they get their feet under them. I, listen, the Eagles have a better roster than the Giants. I'm not blind. I can see that. But the Giants have a cupcake schedule. Anything can happen. I, I don't disagree. I don't I the whole NFC East has an easy schedule because they're playing each other. <laughs> but yeah. And you as we see every year, the NFC East is wide open, right? We wide beat open. up on I mean, it's probably wrong for me to say it this way. I was gonna say we beat up on each other, but it's probably the other way around. We it just all the teams stink and then they somehow end up but at the end of the day, the teams are gonna beat each other, so it'll be probably closer than than people think. So with that being said, I'm going to take my last pick here, and I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins defense, right? I think we heard coming out of camp, the Dolphins defense was really good last year. I think they're getting overlooked um, this year. They're they're a talented D. They got some playmakers. And, you know, the the word out of New England right now is like, they don't even know who's calling plays. They don't really have an offensive coordinator. It sounds like things are a little messy. Uh, I'm sure Bill Belichick and crew will figure it out. But I'll roll the dice on a division rival that's more talented defense in week one. There you nice. go, man. There you go. Um, slide in uh, your boy Derek Carr in there uh, to complete that Devontae stack. Okay. Uh, so Carr, I've been hyping this guy up all year. I got bets against everybody that he's going to finish over Russell Wilson and a couple other uh, guys out there. I think for season long, Carr and Cousins – can actually go out there and do some things for season long. So I'm going to, you know, take some shots in GPPs early in the season, see how he does. He's got some real receivers, not that Renfro or Waller are not real receivers, but adding Devontae Adams is, is a big get for that offense. So they're a pass-first offense. I don't think Jacob's going to be running for 1,000 yards this year. So they're going to have to chuck the ball. They're in the AFC West. Coming out the gate, tough matchup against the Chargers. The Chargers are definitely going to want to lay it to them after what happened last year. Um, in that back-and-forth game that probably should have ended in a tie, but yeah. ended up being ridiculous at the end. I don't even know how that happened, um, but it did. So that's the roster. Joe, before we we chop it up, I'm, I'm looking at the optimizers. I want to get you guys' take 
on a, on a couple players. Right now, it's way too early for ownership, but I'm going to read off some names. Um, and, you know, Joel, Dave, just chime in. Just tell me, you know, yes or no, if you're going to be getting shares of these players um, at higher ownership. Some of them we already got in our lineups, Barkley, Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman. But two other top running backs as far as ownership right now, obviously McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. Um is it the week to pay up for these guys while they're healthy? You know, McCaffrey being one smash spot for Jonathan Taylor. Nobody drafted him. Thoughts on these two guys, Joe? So my early lean for this week is uh, the fade the top of the of the ridge. Can they can they smash? Of course, it's possible. But I think you can build better, more compelling rosters by being a little bit more balanced. I think getting guys like Saquon, Kamara, Harris, I don't think is that big of a fall. and allows you to be way more creative with the rest of your lineup. Now, Dave, I'll ask you about a player. Travis Etienne popping around 17% really early in the week, though. It's obviously Tuesday. Any love for Etienne? And also DeAndre Swift. I know you're an Eagles guy, but Swift is guarding some ownership as well. You know, kind of fair price. Swift at 6,800. Etienne at 5,600 here. Yeah, I think Etienne does have value. Um you know, Doug Peterson, the new head coach in Jacksonville, does like to get the ball to his running backs. Calls a very good screen game. Uh, James Robinson, they said will play, but man, how much? I'm not so sure. Um, so I do think ETNC somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 18 touches, which is good enough for me in that game um, to really garner some value. So I do think ETN was someone I, I was targeting right around that Antonio Gibson era. I just... Um, I shied on the side of a guy that I think will get a little bit more touches. But, yeah, ETN value. Uh, listen, Swift has value. There's no doubt about it. And Detroit, you know, I saw a stat. Goff is, I think, 4-0 against the spread in week one games uh, that he started. Uh, he tends to show up that early in the season. Detroit's a fighter. We watch him on hard knocks. Swift can put up points. I, I think that I think there's value in him, too. I think there's value in both. And like you guys said, that top. Do I want to pay ninety one hundred for Taylor when I could probably pay ten thousand for those two guys? No, I'd, I'd rather pay for the balance. Joe, question: Low owned running backs. I took Hilaire coming in at six percent. Um, one of you guys took Eli Mitchell on me. He's three <laughs> percent. Also, we got Antonio Gibson coming at five percent, and then Chase Edmonds at four percent, and then you got two guys who were kind of questionable, doubtful: J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders. Not really getting much ownership, but talk to me about first Hilaire Mitchell um, and Antonio Gibson. Any love for those guys? And then prior to Sunday, if Dobbins is out and Sanders is out, are you looking to pivot to any of those two guys' backups? Yeah, so on the latter, I will be interested in the backups. I will not be as interested in Dobbins and Sanders because of the injury concern. Even if they play, I assume they'll split carries. I don't think they're going to full workload. So I think if they play – it's a fade situation because you know just there won't be enough carries for anyone. If they're out, I think it does make it interesting. I think the, whoever ends up getting the bulk of the carries for Baltimore, uh, whether it's Mike Davis, even if it is him, he's probably worth looking just because it's going to be pretty cheap and getting a, in a pretty good position. Um, for the guys that you listed with Hilaire and, and Mitchell, I like them both. I think Mitchell is one of the most undervalued running backs this year. I think his price tag is going to go way up. If he stays healthy this year, they're going to run the ball a lot. There should be even more running room with him with a running quarterback. Um, so I, as long as he's healthy, I think Mitchell's going to be in a great position. And Hilaire, there's question marks, right? I think he could be way better than people are giving him credit for being – he might be now the 
number two playmaker and one of the most explosive offenses in the league. But I can also see him seeding carries this year to some other guys. So it can go either way. Uh, you know, a low percent owned in week one is probably the week to, to roll the dice. He falls into the end zone three times. That'd be nice. Um, quarterbacks, real quick. Let's go through a couple. Jalen Hurts coming in as the most popular. I think we all kind of some. We can only pick one quarterback, but we all kind of slept on uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray going, you know, mano y mano in one of the higher scoring games. So I think they're both definitely playable. Um, Justin Herbert, obviously playable. Joe Burrow, obviously playable. You know, those are the obvious guys. You get shares of all these guys because they're really good at football. Um, Lamar Jackson, you had, you know, one of you guys had Lamar. One of you guys had Jalen. Great plays. Um, I got sniped in our win daily league on Lamar Jackson. I was like just one pick away, and I had to spitefully take Jalen Hurts after, which I don't like. So, Dave, if you want him, he's all yours. Um, But if you're not playing Saquon, Joe, any love for Danny Dimes in, in a 5K spot, against Tennessee. He's got the weapons this year, right? And if Saquon's catching four or five passes, you can even play him with a Saquon lineup. I want you to give me your take on him. And then also, there's going to be some guys, some people playing, Jameis Winston. And also, I I believe, you know, Justin Fields probably doesn't get much ownership. But Trevor Lawrence at 5,600 against probably the worst defense in the Commanders. Thoughts on Trevor Lawrence and, like I said, thoughts on Danny Dimes. Even as a Giants fan, no. I, I, so one of the first guys I put in this week was Danny Dimes. I've since – now my, my new favorite value is actually Jameis Winston. Mine too. Okay. I was going to say yeah. that. I agree. I and think he's going to be the most popular of the cheap guys. That's the only thing I'm worried yeah. about. But Danny Dimes is totally in play. Tennessee, I mean, the funnel – their defense where they're pretty good against the run, they're not great against the pass. This is a spot for Danny Dimes to have a good game. And my strategy typically, especially, as I said earlier, in these big GPPs, is find one of these low-salaried QBs. You're going to need to get the week where they hit a smash, but when they do, now you've filled out your roster with way higher salary position players who are more likely to be smash plays, and the most likelihood of you hitting a quarterback who's cheap that throws 3Ds is more likely than hitting a 3K receiver or something that, that smashes. Yeah. Yeah. I do think Daniel Jones, I'll, I'll have him in a couple. Trevor Lawrence, have him in a couple. Mariota, maybe. Jameis Winston, for sure. Take him in one or two. He's definitely – he'll probably be the more popular of the cheaper guys. I feel like a lot of people flock to it. They see the Falcons' defense. But I do think Trevor Lawrence – like Washington was terrible last year. He's in play as well. Wide receivers, let's go over some popular guys. Obviously, it's going to be the top end. It's going to be more popular. Um, Pittman's popular. Jamar Chase popular. Rondell Moore. Tony's popular. Michael Thomas coming in at 5,700 if he plays. Still got some question marks. His popular. T. Higgins, slightly popular. A.J. Brown as well. Bateman. Um, those are going to be guys that a lot of people are rostering. That's why I kind of like Devontae Adams because people are going to, you know, everybody but Devontae in a, in a good matchup. So he's coming in a little bit lower, sub 10%. It's still very early in the week. Um, what are you guys expecting out of Baker Mayfield? I, I don't like the guy as a quarterback. Um, DJ Moore though, kind of cheap against Cleveland. If Baker's really going to stick it to him, thoughts on some DJ Moore at six thousand? I, I I really like DJ Moore overall as a player. I like DJ Moore, but also with Baker, um, DJ Moore is you know kind of one of those guys that really can run a lot of those shorter, um, more compact you know even the wide receiver screen routes, and, and can run with the ball. And I, I just think with Baker, you know, 
I'm not sold he's that guy that can just rip it down the field to the bigger receivers. He needs a DJ more. He was like the Jarvis Landry. So I think he's going to rely on him, and I think he's going to have a nice week because, like you said, I think Baker is going to try and stick it to him. He's going to overplay a little. And I think DJ Moore might be the recipient of that. So I don't like Baker as a fantasy player, but I do like DJ Moore. I agree with you. Joe, this game could – yeah, go, Joe. I I like Baker this week. I like him from the notion of – the narrative, right? Yeah. He wants to stick it to them. And there's the other narrative, though, that they get he gets smashed into the floor. There's the other side of that. That's true, that, though. You know, That's Garrett's true, there, you know. But where I'll roll the dice is if there is an opportunity for them to pad his stats, they're going to take it because they want to go into this week to let him be their guy, give him some confidence, come out of the week feeling good about being their team. So, like, Listen, it could go the other way where he can just get smashed, sacked 15 times, throw three picks, and be benched by halftime. That's possible too. But I think if things are going well for them and he's playing well, they're going to keep the pedal to the metal and step on the gas and let him get a panda stats as much as they can. Another question. I know you guys both cover the NCAA game better than most, man. And you guys got your show on Friday. Look, this this game is not going to be a game that I'm going to watch a minute of, I'll be honest the Jaguars versus the Commanders. But Dotson was a guy at 3,400 I was kind of looking at as one of the cheap plays um, going against the Jags. And then my second part of that question, either of you want to answer it, who's the number one receiver for the Jags at this point? Have you guys decided on who that is? Because maybe it's not relevant this week, but something you have to keep on your radar next week. Do we see a progression after Trevor Lawrence? And if so, is he going to spread the ball around or – you know, Tony's been saying for a while that everybody's going to kind of eat their words with the big Christian Kirk sign in, and, and Kirk might go out there and be that guy. Any love for this game at all and the value of Dotson or, or Christian Kirk or another Jags receiver? So I, if I had to pick one, I do think it's Kirk. I think Kirk's a good player. If anyone's going to rise here, I do think it's Kirk. But my controversial take is I think Trevor Lawrence is very overrated. I don't think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's the guy. So if you're banking on Trevor Lawrence and this team, I just don't think you're going to get there. I think he's a guy that people have overrated. He's not that good. But if you want to pick the number one guy on the team, I would probably go with Kirk. I would too. And I'll, I'll even give Yvonne good checking in. Um, love when you check into the shows. Thanks for looking in and uh, giving us a shout and a watch and a like, I hope. But, Jay, you asked about Washington. I think Dotson has clearly moved up to the number two. I think there's question marks about Curtis Samuel. You know, he was such a bad signing. Um, so I think there's value in Dotson. I also agree it's got to be Kirk, right, for what you spent. Um, but does it have to be Kirk by week six or seven? Probably not. But this week it would be Kirk for me. Joe, I want to ask you one more question, wide receivers, before we start over the tight ends real quick. The Giants, is there a clear pecking order in these wide receivers right now? Who's one? Who's two? Who's three? I don't know if anybody took uh, Wandell at 3K um, in their lineups, but Wandell is 3K. Um, thoughts there, and do you, do you have a gut feel on how the target's going to be breaking down? I took Tony. Um, I know you got Saquon. Thoughts on how that rolls out for the Giants this year? The Giants are a mess. That's my thought. So, uh, as you're not going to get a clear answer, I think load up 3K Wandell. Let's go. <laughs> no, actually, that's that is my try. I think Wandell's going to be on the field. So at 3K, I don't think there's a big difference between any of the guys that'll be on the field. So you're getting a guy at 3K that will be there. He's probably the best way to go for value. I think Tony's the best player, but he's always hurt. He hasn't been practicing, so I don't know how involved he'll be week one because of the injury. Even though he is probably the best receiver in the in the room, I think Galladay right now is. 
don't touch him. Like until he shows you something, you just I, I'm a great receiver play for the Giants. To be honest with you, so. he's still got too much money in his pocket. He's got oh. some of that money fall out until he starts practicing again. Um, I got one more court, uh, one more wide receiver question. Um, it's early in the week. I came off serious. I think Sunday or Monday, and randomly, Alan Lazard was like running off the practice field. I haven't seen anything yet. But if Lazard doesn't play, who do you go to in Green Bay? And if Lazard does play, are you going to Lazard as the one going against? You know, Minnesota's defense is one you want to target. Obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers, number one receivers, kind of do good um, in fantasy football. So thoughts there. If Lazard plays, if Lazard doesn't play. My actually take is if Lazard doesn't play, it's actually going to make me much higher on Jones and uh, Dylan. Dylan. I okay. think those are the playmakers. I think they'll get them involved. Um, I'm I, I'm still going to take a wait and see approach on the other receivers in Green Bay. Yeah, for me it's Dubs though because let's. I, is there a is Watson? Dave, before Watson. you go on Dubs, is Watson like ready to go at this point? Well, like we're. Yeah, he's ready to play. That's what I read. Okay. Right. Um, and, and then if you look at the separation of salaries, I mean, they did say, yeah, he's hopeful knee injury, but they think he's playing like, all right, <laughs> with that aside, 5,100 or 3,000, two rookie receivers taken in the first three rounds of the draft. That's a big salary gap. I'll take a chance on the younger guy since we don't know either. Like Joel said earlier, we really won't know a lot about certain teams at, until week six. That's a coin flip. And I'll take the, the side that says 3,000 or 5,100. All right. Big question of the night. You're making a lineup. Travis Kelsey, tight end. Most popular tight end. Probably going to be that way for the first couple of weeks. Joe, are you taking the fade on Kelsey? Are you going to be with the field, above the field? Let's say he comes in around 20%. What's your take on Kelsey in this matchup? I know you drafted Juju, but you're going to make more than one lineup, of course. Uh, Where are you at with Kelsey this year? I think for the year, I'm very high on Kelsey. I think he's going to have a really good season. I think he's going to get thrown to a ton. Um, Arizona was really good against tight ends last year. Now, is that going to be good again this year? I don't know, but I don't know if this is the best week where I'm going to be all over Kelsey, especially at a really high ownership against a team that did pretty well against tight ends last year. So I'm I'm probably going to be higher on Mark Andrews, who the Jets were really bad at covering tight ends, and they don't really have many other ways to, places to go and to, on offense. Uh, and play that ownership game for, for week one. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, last question I got for you, Dave. Um, defenses, you're looking at the top end. Um, there's some good ones, obviously. You got the Niners versus Chicago and Justin Fields. You got the Ravens versus maybe Flacco, maybe Wilson. Saints versus Mariota. Um, where are you at at the top end here? If you were to play one of the top ends, and you're going to pay up for a defense. Niners, Ravens, Saints, Colts, they're all in line against really shitty teams on paper, but you know what can come come down to it when it's, you know, week one of the NFL. One of these teams might lose somehow. What's your thoughts on the top end of defenses? I'll give you that in a second. I mean, I can't let this comment go away, right? Let me just, while I have my second here. I like it. All right, we'll just leave that up for a minute there. Um, but, no, you know, my favorite one is probably the Colts up there. They led the league last year in, in turnovers created. Um, it was – you know, they didn't even – they led the NFL, I think, in, in turnover margin as well. I think they created 33. And if you go back to 20, um, they also created 30 in that season too. So it's consistently they're creating the pressure up front and they're forcing turnovers. 
got a Houston team. Davis Mills obviously kind of came out of nowhere last year. But in the end, I, I think a Colts team that consistently forces turnovers, creates sacks versus a Houston team that's not a very good offense, um, I would I would probably like them the most at the top. Okay, okay. You guys lock any bets yet? The show is pretty much done from a DFS perspective. It's early in the week. Lines are obviously out. It's Tuesday night, 10 o'clock. We're about 48 hours from watching, less than 48 hours, maybe 46 hours from watching the Bills versus the Rams. Any takes here early on in the season? Any bets you made, Joel? Dave, I know you've been crushing bets in the MLB. Are you guys locking any bets yet? Any props that you're looking at? What you guys thinking right now? Dave? Well, I'll say early on, I am looking at Eli Mitchell's rushing yards. Uh, we talked about him earlier, and he was one of our – you know, favorite picks there, 59 and a half. I think, you know, if he gets the volume, he's got that by halftime. Um, I think I'm willing to take a chance that he is going to get that volume. The only guy that I think could get take some of that away from him is Trey Lance. Um, so in the end, I, I think we're going to see a very controlled game with a rookie quarterback, a game that they're going to want to try and run the ball. Um, so I like Eli Mitchell. That's one of the props early on that I'm definitely hammering. Joe, you got anything you looked at? Or you haven't looked at the board much. So for this week, early on, I guess mainly Thursday, I've looked at. I'm with you guys on Allen Robinson props. I think Allen Robinson's gonna have a good game. I think they're they're underrating him a bit. So whether it's I have the receptions one in, I think I have over five and a half. Um, but I think yards makes a lot of sense too. In terms of of season long, uh, two guys that I just have my own in props that I'm that I like. I like. I think Joe Mixon's gonna have a huge year. I love taking Joe Mixon over props, whether it's yards or touchdowns. Um, and on the season long side, I also am interested in buying up some shares of, I know it's, it's a little gross right now. Not gross, but CD lamb, right? I think there's just nowhere else for them to go. And, you know, with Cooper gone, I think he's just going to be fed a lot of targets. He disappointed last year, but I'm going to buy the talent and the opportunity. Of these Cowboys Joe, I got a bet that I bet you, I can convince you to make, you want to hear it? Sure. Mr. Saquon Barkley. Plus money, anytime, touchdown score, plus 120. You might even be able to get it somewhere better. I'm just looking on DraftKings right now. That's basically saying the Giants are going to score a touchdown because if they're anywhere near the goal line, I don't see anybody else getting a touchdown week one but Saquon Barkley. Like Derrick Henry in that game is minus 170 just to kind of have a little bit of a, you know, uh, an idea of what the RB1 for the other team is working with. I think the Giants are going to score a touchdown. And if the Giants score a touchdown – I would have to think Saquon Barkley is the guy who gets it. It's not going to be Kenny Galladay. We've already achieved that. Um, can Daniel Jones really throw a touchdown? He hasn't done too many of that. So Saquon plus 120, you want to put a couple of dollars down on that? I agree. I don't think Saquon to score a touchdown should be plus odds. I mean, he should be the favorite of anyone to score. They're going to score a touchdown. Uh, yeah. I probably would have put that at like minus one. It's got to be at least minus something. It shouldn't yeah. be plus anything in my eyes. I'm actually going to look at it a sharp app right now, see if you maybe get a better line. I thought that was kind of shocking when I saw it, man. It didn't really make sense to me, but let's see here. The you know, look, keep in mind, even if they do throw it, the most likely they'll throw it to him. They'll <laughs> yeah. get a screen pass or something like that, and then they get it. So Yeah, the best lines on DraftKings. Caesars has it at plus 105, FanDuel plus 115. So there you go, man. Saquon Barkley, anytime, touchdown scorer to end this thing right now let me get this thing out of here there you go You're looking good already so joe get us out of here man tell them where to go or uh, you want me to do it now or you no, do it you, right. you go you do it you do it you do it go, no, go, that's, go, a wrap. Go. that's a wrap listen go get 
how often do you get a free sign up? Go sign up. Try it out. Get the NFL. It's going to be way more fun when you're hitting bets and you're getting winners and you're leaving Sunday night with, you know, dinner and rent paid for thanks to the smart bets that you made. So go take advantage of this free trial. It's probably never going to happen again. I've never seen anything like this. So get out there now while you can. Good luck this week. It's going to be a ton of fun kicking off the season. We'll see you next week for another draft.